Welcome everyone to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host Dave Bell. 428-9494 is the phone number. 928-428-9494. Happy Monday everybody. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Hope you are having a good day. If you are off, enjoy your day off. If you're not off, welcome to my world. Uh, We'll make do. We'll work. It's it's okay. I uh, hope you had a good weekend. I hope you enjoyed the fair. Uh, I finally got to see my wife last night after four days. She was traveling for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Five, well, five days, kind of. And uh, boy, I missed her. I did. I hate to say that. I, I sound wimpy, but five days without my wife, and I was kind of crawling at the walls. I, I don't handle it well anymore. I don't know what happened to me. Uh, I hope you're having a good day. I am Ruth Hernandez is here. She's with the Gila Valley chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution. I asked her to come back and um, let you in behind the uh, behind the curtain for just a minute. Uh, I I tend not to talk with my guests before the show and during breaks because I like to save it for the show. But Ruth had this wonderful presentation right before and I wanted so much to engage, but I'm like, no, no, if I do it, I'll just waste it. And, uh, I was more excited about your discussion before the show than I think I have been in a long time. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, we're talking about history. We've got the, uh, the DAR scholarship winners just announced and they'll be on the show. Is it next Friday? I got to take a look here real quick. Uh, let's see. Yes, next, no, two Fridays from now, three, the 27th, they will be on. And they'll read their presentations, but you could see them right now on HilaValleyCentral.net. Um, DAR encourages both uh, a review of history and critical thinking. And and that's a big part of the scholarship program is uh these high school kids need to not only pick something constitutionally based, but explain why they have to critically think out their position. And that's what we were discussing before we went on the air was critical thinking. Um, our constitution is, is very, it's a small document. Yeah. Um, it, it is not, it's, you really can read it in, Uh, about an hour i'm not saying you can understand it in an hour but you could read it um if you take your time but it seems at least at the start it was common sense based and i i worry that the further we go the less we have of common sense and and i will point out one thing that that always kind of bugged me it was of its time uh, about, it doesn't bug me, but it's one of those things that you look at the Constitution and you go, oh, okay, this is only because of when it was. The quartering of soldiers is is prohibited in the Constitution. And that really was of that moment. 
It really was. It's not something that we as a nation have dealt with over the past 250 years. We, we just haven't. But, okay, taking that out, the rest is pretty much just common sense. Correct? Uh, well, that's necessary. And even the quartering of soldiers, if you looked at what happened in Europe during World War II and the way the Germans dealt with occupied countries and things like that. I mean, these things, um, I, I like the wisdom of Solomon in Ecclesiastes where he says, basically, what was of old time will be again and what is was of old time. And history repeats itself. People, human nature is always the same. But that was an occupying force. This this is saying yes. the United States may not quarter soldiers in right. yeah. United States citizens' homes. Right, yes, yes. Right. But the the principle, the idea of of how how to how an army should behave, whether you I mean, of course not an occupying army anyway, but but um but which is what the, the colonists were facing at that time. Yes. Um but that really was the only one. The rest just seemed very common sense. It, it just made sense. Well, it comes comes to this day. Human rights and, and um, legal rights are rights, whether you're in the 1600s or whether you're now in this day and age. So it's funny. I was watching uh, last week tonight, uh, this morning. I always catch it the day after. Um, and and they had, And you were talking about just you know the common sense law should be there as as least restrictively as possible while protecting its citizens yes which again common sense yes we, we don't need over regulation we don't need uh repressive law we need law that protects and it's just funny because i didn't know this is what we were going to discuss last week tonight discussed homeschooling and how basically there's no regulation on homeschooling in the overwhelming majority of states. I think he said 30, 35, 38. Mm-hmm. And, and assuming he's correct, um, that's a case where we, we apparently need some law. So, for example, um, in, I forgot which state he mentioned it was. It was either New York or Massachusetts. Out of... 300 removals from public school to homeschool where the the parents said I'm withdrawing my child um 138 were in households where a parent had either a charge or a conviction for child abuse so almost half well now, um, for me, I have been a homeschooling parent. Right, and I'm not right, making right. a judgment on right. homeschooling. No, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. And, and for me, with a lot of homeschooling, at least with me, I loved my daughter. And um, I wanted her to have the best education I could give her. And, and that was my um, purpose for t- taking her out when I did, was because um, she had some challenges and some issues that weren't being met in the public school. Right. And when I realized very plainly that she was being set in a chair outside during math class, I went, wait, she's sitting outside during math class. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I can fix that. And so I took her home 
and um, and her father, who was very good in math and, and uh, uh, in a, worked in the computer field, took over her math, and I took over her. I have a college education. I took over her history and her English, and and what I wanted was the very best education that she could have. Right. No judgment there. Right. I'm 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 a huge fan of parochial education. I yes. really really love that. I went through it myself. I, in my opinion, probably the best organized uh, yes. educational system you're going to find. I don't care which religion you are. I just really believe in it. I also don't believe in public tax dollars going to parochial education. I hate the idea of vouchers going to parochial education and going to homeschool education. I don't believe in that because public tax dollars should go to public schools it's a parent's choice whether to send a child to a parochial school or to homeschool. So therefore, the parent is choosing to accept the financial uh, burden or cost, however you want to look at well, it. What, have worked, what would have worked for me and was supposed to work for me, and this was up in Washington State, was that um, my daughter was supposed to, because of my tax dollars, she was supposed to have access to various programs in the public school if I wanted her in those, like, for example, computer education. That's one I think of. And um, it ended up that um, somehow there just wasn't room for her. She just couldn't be included. You know, and, um, you know, that didn't work. That didn't sit very well, okay? And, you know, like music or anything like that that a parent might want to have their child attending, I think that if their tax dollars are going to a public system, that they should be able to access some of those programs as homeschooling parents which is, like I say, what I wanted to do with the computer um, and just didn't work. Thanks. Yeah, I don't disagree. If there are extracurricular activities, I'm fine with that. But if, if, you, if it's curricular activity, I think you either have to be in the program, in, in the uh, system or not. That's just, but I'm getting off track because yeah. I wanted to go with the law, right. which is protection of the child. And, and as we're seeing with, with homeschooling, there isn't necessarily protections baked in to a lot of state regulation when it comes to homeschooling. Again, I'm, I'm just talking about common sense, and it seems like the further we get away from the basic tenets of our Constitution, the further we get away from common sense. That's very true. Yes, and that if you, if you read the first 10 amendments to the Constitution, those are so common sense. And they also come out of a long, long history in Europe, especially in the British Isles, in Scotland and England, and Wales and those places, um, where those basic rights in the Ten, Ten Amendments were not respected. And there was terrible consequences as a result of it. And there was constant bloody wars and feuds and and things. And so, as I when I was on the show last time, I mentioned the um, the Magna Carta, which started in the um, early medieval time, the 1300s, with um, King John and the and the lords. And they the lords said, "Look, you know, you can't just be." taking our land on a whim because you want to, because you don't like this person or you don't like that person's religion or whatever it is. And so out of the Magna Carta developed um, English common law, which, of course, all of our founders were well-schooled in English common law and the Magna Carta and Black's Law and all the, all of those things. And, and also from the Scottish—I have a book here that I brought from some of my other books, but it's Adam Smith and uh, the Scottish Enlightenment— and um, 
for example, the point talking about the common sense, the poems of Robert Burns. I, I mentioned those last time. It, that He's such a down-to-earth man. And um, I know it's hard to understand some of his Scots Rogan, but, but the ideas that are expressed uh, about the common man and the rights of the common man and respect for the common man and, and, um, and, and not an elitist class and a controlling class, which is what the Magna Carta tried to address and which the, the con- U.S. Constitution and the um, Bill of Rights tries to respect is that all men are created equal be- before God. And with with inalienable inalienable rights, we really are the first nation that attempted to do away with class. Fair to say, yes. I yes. Mean, uh, even even the enlightened Greeks, yes, still still had a class structure. Yes, um, I say attempted to do away with because it appears we're drifting back into a class structure. I agree with you. Um, and and. From from a historical standpoint, from a constitutional standpoint, how how do we get away? Before we went on the air, you talked about critical thinking, and and really that's the difference maker. Yes, it is. You know, the more mm. the more people think, the better off we are. Again, which is why yes. I love education, and I hate that yes. that we're diminishing our educational opportunity. I hate when I hear people say you don't need to go to college. You can you can sling a hammer and make money, which you can. And I have no beef with anybody who does that, but I think you can do both. That's that's very true. And in fact, Abraham Lincoln and Thomas Jefferson are two examples of that. Abraham Lincoln was very much a self-educated man and studied law. Many of the of the early founders uh, didn't have the opportunity for um, um, an organized education. I'm you know. And so they they studied themselves. They read and they studied, and and reading and that for me that was a big deal when I was growing up. I had I was thinking about two grandparents, my paternal grandfather and my maternal grandmother, who were well educated, and and they were readers, and and they taught me to think and to read, and um, my when I was sixteen years old, my grandmother gave me a book that I treasure to this day that I keep by my bed. And um, it was her copy that was given to her by her father of um, Marcus Aurelius. And so it's an older book and with her signature in the front to me when I was 16, which was her teaching to me of think. And of course, I grew up reading the Bible and those things. Naturally, I'm, I'm a religious person. But, and my grandfather the same way. You know, it was, it was thinking that that was important to both of them, and that encouraged me. You know, my grandfather would read, um, could quote poetry at length. He would see me reading a book of poetry of one of the, mostly, he had mostly American poets, and, and he would just start quoting it from memory because he had learned to do that in his home and left a lasting impression. See, your grandfather was quoting poetry. I can quote Animal House, which is <laughs> not uh, something to be proud of. Um, we, we, we're diminishing education, it appears to me, which goes to the fundamental strength of America, which is the thought process. Yes. And I'm, I'm going to sound contradictory. When I hear people say the words, do your own research, that, yes, that is encouraging critical thinking. Yes. And we want that. Yes. But doing your own research is not going to Google or YouTube. 
understand, especially when it comes to science, there are people that are following scientific procedure. You looking up Joe Rogan is not doing your own research. That's correct. So I I know it sounds contradictory, but but people really need to understand that. Yes, think and think for yourself and think what's right, but also understand there are people who are spending decades determining what may or may not be functional, truthful, scientifically possible. And I worry that we're getting away from, I worry we're getting away from respect for thinking. That's a very good comment. I want to make a comment about reading a book or an article. The most important part of that book or that article for me, of course, it's the the thoughts of the person, but it is the footnotes and the bibliography. And I will, I will, if I don't see a good, I don't see good footnotes, I don't see a good bibliography, I go, these are your ideas. They may be good ideas, but I want to know where they came from. I want to know what they're based on. And so um, I, I always do that, is, is to go back and look in the bibliography and, and see what, what did they use? What can I look, what original sources can I look at to, to understand this better? One thing you mentioned before we went on the air, and I did want to touch on this, um, the common sense of the, the Bill of Rights, again, just basic common sense. And, and you made the comment, uh, the government will not impose a religion upon you, which is true. Right. Um, In and, this country, yes. Yeah. And, and it's an important distinction because a lot of people don't understand. The Bill of Rights doesn't say freedom of religion. It says, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, the government will not have a government-sanctioned religion. Which is correct. So, again, you believe, don't believe, whatever you want. The government won't tell you you have to. But you made you made the comment that uh, because of the other requirements in the Bill of Rights, requirements, laws, however you want to put it, um, you can't burn me at the stake because we have a difference right. in in religion. But there's actually nothing in there that prevents that because if I cannot if I cannot stop your free exercise of religion, theoretically, I can't stop you from burning me at the stake. And I fear that's what we're seeing a lot today. And the intolerance of, yes. of, of peoples. And in order to have um, a free society, people need to be free to think. And, and, I'm, and it's not a left or right thing. Uh, and, and it's not violence. Good law prevents violence. It does not encourage violence. Okay, and so um, I have a book here that I love. It's um, Bastiat, The Law. It's written by a, a Frenchman in the 1840s. And he talks about what law should be. And, um, and basically, law is to protect me from you and you from me. And it really shouldn't go any farther than that. Um, police forces and things like that are the representation of, of me, me and you collectively protecting ourselves from somebody crossing the line and doing us harm or doing our society harm like shoplifting or things like that. And so when you take law beyond that, that's when you start getting into um, dictat- dictatorships. And, and, um, and, and so 
I have no right to be intolerant of other people's beliefs, nor do they have the right to be intolerant of mine, and and that we live peacefully with, um, and that and that's the intent of the of the first ten amendments of the Constitution, is that I. I can't be accused of a crime. I can be accused of a crime that I didn't do, but I can't. I've got a jury of my peers. I've got all kinds of things in place to um, protect me from being um, illegally uh, put in jail or or, or even uh, killed, which would happen routinely in in European societies previous to our Constitution. Right, depending on your class. Right. Your your ability to defend yourself was diminished the further down you went, or or your religious that, beliefs, correct. anything like that. Yeah. you know that, that like the, the well, Scottish, yeah, the Spanish Inquisition, sure. Right. Well, the Scottish um, the Scottish Covenanters and the and the Church of England, the the Scottish Covenanters are heavily persecuted because they believed that Christ was the head of the Church and not the King of England, and the 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 um, English Church saw the King as the head of 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 the um, gov- of the church and the government, that you know, a divine right of kings, and the Scottish Covenanters simply wouldn't accept that. And so, the Scottish Covenanters are basically the foundation of our freedom of religion in the First Amendment and the freedom of speech and those other things. What went on there? Because there was many Scotsmen that were actually first generation Scotsmen that were involved in our in our early government. It, you used a word that I think if it appeared more in our Constitution, and I don't know that it does, I, I would like to think much of the debate would go away. Tolerance. If, it, tolerance. If, yes. if we just practice tolerance, almost all of our debate would fall by the wayside. Well, you get you get that in the very basic golden rule: do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But I think we have to say that word for people to right. understand it. That, you that's know. basic morality. Yeah, but but boy, it just seems like today we're we're just not doing that, and I, I, I see it coming from all directions, and that bothers me. You know, the group that preaches tolerance preaches intolerance towards those that they view as intolerant. Right, and that. That defeats the purpose. And then the group that preaches intolerance, of course, they don't care. So, you know. Right. Well, um, what we were, and the witches, Bastiat in the, in the law explains, he says, mostly people don't want freedom in the true form. What they want is to be the, the person in charge. So what the, what the fight is about is whether I'm going to rule over you or whether you're going to rule over me. Um, more ba- little basic right. thing. The chicken on the top roost and what he does to the chicken on the bottom roost. And everybody wants to be the chicken on the top roost. Instead of looking to the rights and freedoms and well-being and, 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 and with charity in your heart towards all of your neighbors, which gives you a, a healthy, good society. The other thing that strikes me about our Constitution is how closely it resembles the Beatitudes. And from from a religious standpoint, we tend to forget those. We, we talk an awful lot about yeah. the Ten Commandments. And again, a lot of common sense in the Ten Commandments. Don't kill. Seems pretty common yeah. sense to me. Uh, don't covet. Don't steal. 
basically. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with with that, but the Beatitudes are really about tolerance. And uh, dealing with people, as again, the golden rule, how we want to be dealt with, and with charity and love and, and respect. And, and if, he, you know, if, I, if I show that to you, not always, but most of the time you'll show it to me. And, and that, I mean, and to me, that, I think that's one of the reasons why, for me personally, a child gets a lot out of going to Sunday school. I, I believe in Sunday school, and I'm not being any denomination. Right. I believe in Sunday school. And that's where I got a lot of these basic, basic rules and basic morality from my, of course, from my family, but from um, learning the 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 Bible. Why could I quote Ecclesiastes? Because I learned it. You know that that there's no new thing on the face of the earth, and and human nature doesn't change, and history does repeat itself, just like King Solomon said it did. And, and when we're aware of that, that's a reason for studying history and to study and understand people, which is um, psychology and philosophy, you know, so that we can maybe not do some of those things again that were, that were done before. Your lips to God's ears, and, and yet we've got a growth of neo-Nazism. I cannot figure that out. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, more with Ruth Hernandez talking about history, talking about the Constitution right after this. Welcome back to Voice of the Valley in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm Dave Bell. Ruth Hernandez is here. We're talking Constitution. We're talking history. Um, I could go for hours. I just enjoy this discussion so much. Um, thank you for being here. We we were talking education during the break. Uh, I, I, I'm such, look, for a guy that dropped out of college, I want to stress this. Um, I'm probably not the poster child for education. I'm really not, but I believe in it. And, and I, I really do. I think whether you're going to be a mechanic or HVAC or a carpenter or an electrician, I still think there's value in you going away to college for a couple of things. One, learn how to run your business. You, you can maybe build a beautiful house, but that doesn't mean you know how to bill, you know how to market. Um, there are things that go with a business that aren't the actual business, if that makes sense. The other thing is, you need to experience the outside world and and see different people and experience different cultures and learn, as we talked about. And the only way to do that is to get out of your bubble. And so I'm a big fan of going away to college. Look, go to EA, get your two years, then go away somewhere and get your four. Um, I, I'm a big believer in that. Even if you're going to be a blue-collar guy, a blue-collar woman, I blue collar white collar is equal in my eye you each serve a huge function in our society but i believe in education well and i i also but i'm a person that believes that there if a person takes the initiative there's many ways to get an education and you and i discussed um how abraham lincoln educated himself and um a, a, li a liberal arts education is 
I do believe is important, reading, reading books that, that shaped our, our history and our culture. But you can do that without being in a, in a formal classroom setting. Um, ed, ed, learning and education is everywhere. I can learn from somebody that knows how to do laundry and do it well. I, I respect a truck driver. I watched a truck driver the other day. Um, he was out in traffic on 70, and he was backing a big, long trailer into, Mac, I think it was McDonald's, and there was traffic everywhere waiting for him, and he perfectly backed that trailer right in. I couldn't, not in a million years could I do that. And so I respect people's educating themselves in whatever form they do it, and and they but they can't they can't we have a, a wonderful public library here you know we're mm-hmm. always pushing uh, friends of the of the of our Safford Public Library free books free go read you know go learn I I don't disagree with you and and I would say you and I are probably similar in that that we just because we're readers yeah tended to just I need to find something new and and oh this is cool like I say I I've been really enraptured with nasa videos right now yeah i'm not going to space anytime soon but, but it's but fun you're to educating learn educating yourself yeah. you're learning yeah I, there's crazy stuff going on venus right now um so i i get that but the average person isn't necessarily like that that's where i like the the structure of a university i, I understand what you're saying and i when i you said about the two years of college and i i went to a junior college and then i went to um i graduated with a with a four-year degree but um, yeah, my junior college started me. They 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 helped me learn basic grammar and writing and and you know how to communicate. And I said my grandparents got me down the road of reading and thinking really good books. Um, the school system that I went to wasn't especially strong, um, and so that was filled in at, with with my home, my people at home. And- and I get that. My mom was that way. Yeah. She was like, there's no such thing as a bad book. Read them all. Um, which was wonderful because it opened my mind up and said, okay, well, that doesn't make sense, but this does. Um, so I agree. Uh, boy, we have to, I have to have you back on again. <laughs> we'll figure out another time to have you on because these discussions are wonderful. Thank you so much. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. Ruth Hernandez with the DAR from the Gila Valley. And thank you all for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I am out of here for right now, but I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, you guys have a great day. Thank you.